blue split snap bazooka. Airport bazooka? G.I. Joe! G.I. Joe Mirage, Cobra Flight Bot, and Joe and Cobra figures sold separately from Hasbro. Codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I am your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I am your Cobra intern that refuses to get back in the bottle, Master. Codename Legion Cub. <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast and on Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible. There are G.I. Joe reviews in the recent history of the Needless Things YouTube channel. And if you are following Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram, you can see Name That Joe or Cobra, a little feature that I try to get out there uh, during the week. Weekends, I, I generally take off, but during the week, uh, I like to try and get those out. And it's all stuff from my own personal collection, although recently I've been uh, putting up stuff from my son's collection. And you guys, really, that's all the intro we've got, because this is an episode where we do some segments and I think we should get right to it. So we had to do this. We talked about, we reviewed the first issue. Uh, we reviewed issues two and three together a couple weeks ago. We got to wrap this thing up, you guys. We have to talk about G.I. Joe Saturday Morning Adventures issue four, the final issue of this absolutely wonderful miniseries that I hope continues on in some form, uh, although we do not currently know exactly what the future of the G.I. Joe comic book world is going to be. But this has just been too fantastic. I I, mm -hmm. I absolutely adore this series. I did have to read this fourth issue on my computer, which I hated. <laughs> I didn't have time to get to, because none of the physical comic shops around here are on my way to or from work or anywhere in my normal rotation of travel. Like I have to make a special trip to get to a physical comic shop and I just didn't, haven't had time to do it. So I had to go on Amazon and buy it on the Kindle store and then read it on this screen and i hated it but that's how you guys normally do it isn't it yeah. well i read it on my kindle which is a you know 10 inch um so it's to me it's oh, very sure similar brag. to reading a comic reading it on a computer monitor uh i know since they changed the comiXology app people have complained about it so well, what what annoyed me is there was no way or i couldn't figure out uh, and keep in mind, I am a dumb dumb, so this may be my fault. I couldn't figure out how to make it full screen, so the whole time I'm trying to read it, I still have all of the business, like all the tabs and the business at the top of the screen, and the tray at the bottom. Like I couldn't expand it out. I don't know if that's standard or if that's a Dave problem, uh, but it, I just found it very annoying. I wanted to be able to zoom in to like panels and stuff. I couldn't figure out how to do that. They. If you did you buy it on Amazon? Yeah. Yeah. So that's part of the changes that people are complaining about. Oh. Because you used to online be able to double click on the panels and it would zoom in and then you could read it panel by panel. Yeah. And this, when oh, they wait. up it just uh 
it just zoomed although the oh no this is literally just my computer doing the zoom <laughs> right it's not it's not the program it's like when you double click on a image in your pc and it doesn't improve the resolution any it just gives you a closer blurrier <laughs> picture yeah so anyway this this was unpleasant but but uh reading it was a joy because this this was fantastic uh, when when I told you guys this was going to be our review, like, were you hyped? I was. I've been enjoying this series. Well, and Noel, you had already I, read this. One. I already read it, so uh, I was. <laughs> I, I I got ahead of myself because I was, you know, I I got I get mine online and I was like, well, I'll just go ahead and get the rest of them here. And uh, sure enough, I was like, all right, wait, I gotta gotta remember when the last issue ended that we're actually reviewing for the last time we reviewed this comic. <laughs> Well, and it's, I mean, it's easy enough to reread. It's a, yeah, uh, yeah. they, they all, all four issues move right along. They're very kinetic, very fun. So it's not, it wouldn't have been a chore to reread the whole thing again. Uh, and, and I certainly will do that at some point. Uh, but, but I am very jealous of, of Christian's big 10 inch Kindle. I've, I've got Kindle envy going I've on got, right now. And I've got the 10 inch Kindle fire as well. So, oh, well, Same aren't you both I use it. just fancy pants? <laughs> uh, all right, so we we are following up our first three issues of utter insanity of this genie uh, that Cobra Commander has been using rather poorly, uh, as is his gimmick. Uh, and we open the issue with the genie kind of explaining where we are thus far, which I liked. He kind of lays everything out. And we have all of the Joes on the beach, although I did notice, you know, we pointed out last time that Bazooka was kind of ready to end it all. He was the only person on the beach with this Joe Cobra confrontation who had his weapon, which was probably an oversight in the art considering where we go. Yeah, because <laughs> none of them have weapons, and that is that is by design at this point at the beginning of the, episode, of the issue. And Bazooka's not even there. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they sent him to time out for showing up early with a weapon. <laughs> he got disqualified <laughs> uh so then the genie said lays it out you know what what we were able to surmise from the final panel of or the final big double splash page of the last issue is that the genie was going to make the joes and cobras battle to the death because that was the essence of cobra commander's wish is he wants the conflict to end and that's how the genie determines that it will end is he's got them both right there on the beach of cobra island he gives them all their vehicles, all their weapons. And I like that it's one of each vehicle. Like it keeps it nice and, <laughs> you know, like, like a kid would have. Yep. And there's I'm a also, definite allusion to that here a little bit later on with a line. Uh -huh. Yes. And, and I've got a note about that, uh, as I'm sure we all did. I also think it's really funny in all the Joe media, how often the asp is just there by itself. Like it's rarely depicted. I'm sure it has been shown being towed, but in the comics, so often it almost seems like it's a vehicle that's able to get around in its own because it's well, always just sitting there. Well, and beyond that, what is this thing behind the asp? Okay, so that, that looks like the the spider from Masters of the Universe. Well, no, it looks like the platform that the his or no, the Joes have that, don't they? It's it's one of the cartoons the Joes are climbing a sheer mountain face 
and the Mobats are on platforms that look like that. Uh, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. I, I do remember that, but, but... It, yeah, it's not a Cobra thing. So I don't know what this is, and I've got there's, and I'm sure it is something specific. I do not doubt so the creators I, of this comic. I I don't know the name of it, and unfortunately, I do not have it saved. Um, maybe I'll I'll have it by the time is is by the end. Um, but I. Recently, I was doing a search for Sunbow-specific G.I. Joe things. Yes. And there is a spider-robot sort of deal. Um, oh, yeah. I just Googled on Sunbow one of the Cobra websites. Spider, and there it is. Oh, what is yeah. it? It's just, there's just a, a picture of this vehicle. I guess it's from the Mass Device uh, series. Okay, okay, because in my head, as we're talking about this, I'm picturing this thing like chiseling crystals out of the earth. Yeah, it's got like the yeah, yeah. Uh, it's up in like the mountains there, in like the the Cobra Troopers in the uh, in the parkas. Okay, yeah. So I I I, I wasn't even paying attention to that the, my first read through of this. I didn't notice that that uh, vehicle in the background it didn't really strike me no I've, it's it's right here in my notes because I, I immediately i was like well that's very specific yeah and everything that they've put in here has roots somewhere so i, I was curious about it but uh didn't have time to google it so there you go it's a thing it's a real thing uh, so everybody gets their weapons. There's a selection of vehicles. And of course, they all start running all over the place. I love that Major Blood is the one that sets it off, though. Of course. He's like, let's let's just do this. And, and with the classic pew-pew <laughs> coming out of his gun. Uh, so this line from Hawk is so great because it's another we talked last time about a lot of the meta elements of this and how they were fun and clever and they didn't break the narrative in the way that some meta stuff does like this isn't this isn't deadpool uh but they do make references to things and i loved hawk referencing the gods below and how he classified that as quickly as possible which if 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 you don't know off the top of your head the gods below is the wackiest and this is saying something. <laughs> In my opinion, it's the wackiest of the Sunbow episodes because the Joes meet the literal Egyptian gods <laughs> and deal with them. And there's a scene of them like riding a flying magical onk through the sky. And it's it's insanity. And the fact that they reference that here and Hawk says, right, and then I classified it so fast I broke the sound barrier uh, well, the Duke make, makes reference to like, you know, you weren't there because that was the season before General Hawk shows up on the cartoon as well. Right. right. Uh, so they, yeah, they, they know their source material very, very well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then on the very next page, we get Flint making a reference to feeling like a kid in, or like a toy in some kid's sandbox. Which I loved because I literally did play. We had uh, two different sandboxes in the backyard. Um, and we would actually, Cobra would be in one of them. G.I. Joe would be in the other. And we would build like landscape deals and put like the headquarters on top of it. The Terradrome never went outside, but Cobra would have uh, the, you know, the bunker or whatever. Uh, and, and we would 
actually at one point we dug a trench to connect the two sandboxes and i don't know how much the water bill was but we ran <laughs> the trench was big enough uh that we we didn't put the whale in it but we actually had like the devil fish and the hydro hydro sleds but we would mm. we were coasting them from one sandbox to the, these things were like 20 feet apart and we're we have a river <laughs> that the hose is just going. Probably a, uh, I probably should have gotten a talking to for that. Um, well, but anyway, literally playing in the sandbox was a thing. And then, you know, we talked earlier about how, like, you know, it was one of the vehicles, like, because this is, this plays out like, you know, a kid playing with their toys. And I really like the rest of the series does feel like, okay, this is all Saturday morning cartoons. This is, or, or you know, sorry, G.I. Joe Sunbow cartoon. Uh, this is a plot line that you would probably see in that. But when we get to this giant battle, which is completely crazy and fan and fantastic, this whole issue feels like this is you playing in your backyard. So it's kind of superseded yes. that whole, like we're in a cartoon. Now we're, we're having our own backyard battle with our toys. And, and they even reference the genie who is ostensibly the one that's in charge right. being the kid playing with the toys. Exactly. Uh, so the Dreadnoughts get their weapons back and uh, <laughs> get kind of this really cool panel. And then we immediately move on to somewhere else. So we don't uh, get to see right away what they're up to. We get Firefly. This is such a great, this part with Firefly, I just loved. <laughs> well, they, they established last time. I believe he was the first one to say, clearly Cobra Commander's messed up again. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Once yep. again, Firefly is the one like, you know what? I'm out of here. But he cannot leave because that's the rules and ends up fighting Spirit, which seems to be his guy to pair off against because they've chosen uh, Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes are, are uh, pairing off, which I understand the compulsion to do that. So, as you said, this is kind of just craziness. It's it's all characters pairing off like play the same that we did when we were kids. Uh, and then we get this really cool moment that feels very, very Sunbow, where Destro has figured out what to do. But he's too selfish and evil, and he knows everybody on his team is too selfish and evil. So... It's not quite Cobras and Joes working together, which is a thing that like every once in a while would happen in the cartoon, but it is Destro saying, look, you virtuous Joes with your nobility and your self-sacrifice and all that nonsense good guys believe in, here's what you're going to have to do. And we got a nice and, scene out of that. And yep. when you say that this felt very Sunbow, I even thought it from a, from from the artwork standpoint, not how it's drawn, but how it's actually storyboarded out. Yes. Everything looks like Sunbow cartoon, but there are definitely panels, like a lot of the fighting, it looks like comic book fighting versus what we would get in the cartoon. And the shots of Flint and, you know, the comparison shot of Flint piloting, Destro piloting, the, the two jets, it just it gave me very much so goosebumps that, that this could be a shot straight out from the cartoon. Well, you can picture in your head 
what the sequence would be here the shot of flint flying then the shot of mm-hmm. Destro. like you can see i can hear the background music yes. yeah yes that's exactly yes. what i was saying <laughs> same thing like dun, 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 as they're all discussing mm-hmm. their plans together uh so we get the the next interesting thing here and i'm hoping one of you guys are going to know what what is going on with this uh the top right panel on i guess that's page nine i can't tell what page anything is because this program is stupid who is this lady in the red and blue so she is from the episode not a ghost of the chance she's the cobra submarine commander from the episode i think the fan uh the fan code name for her is siren uh but she appeared in one issue of the uh the cartoon Yeah, and it's that, a great that, costume, and it's one that like it's a great figure, and it's it's a very toyetic design. And now I want a classified that looks just like that. Yeah, I want I want a classified. I want an O ring. I want a reaction figure, whatever form, because <laughs> that's it's it is it's a fantastic design. I would I would love to see that. And, it's and very I, similar in design uh, to the Doctor Biggles Jones from the comics, uh, hmm. who was also wearing like she had the the red kind of bodysuit with the um with the blue top but she also she's also wearing like the lab coat yeah 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 this would be i I imagine super seven if anybody makes this will be the first ones to it uh but this panel is loaded yeah like it's almost this is almost like a where's waldo type of thing where every panel you you have to sit and look at who the heck is in it and i'm looking at the next panel which is is beneath it and to the left and first of all there's a gigantic snake armor yeah why is the snake Mm -hmm. three times as tall as the joes i gotta think there's a precedent for that somewhere but what i'm more interested in so we have uh see i can't zoom in on anything so i can't tell who that is tussling in the background it looks like the uh what's his name the pilots the slipstream no no no. um the cobra the red and so i thought it was, oh, it's an AVAC. We, we, it was yeah yeah it's an avac and i was i, I think it's slipstream who's it, fighting yeah mm-hmm. i think you're right and then yeah. who is this in the bottom right though in the so the 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 panel above notice that it's iceberg who's like looking back Right. And I believe that's Mejia from Iceberg Goes South. Oh, wow. Now, she's not a Joe team member. Right. So I'm not sure why she's in the picture. But like when I when I saw the iceberg looking back and then I saw her and I was like, I believe that's her. And it would make sense that they're kind of connecting the panels. It might be better if they were like side by side or um the, the the visual reference flowed a little bit better between the two but that's what i i took if those two were connected by that um if it's not mejia then somebody else fill us in on who that they think that might be because you can't see any of her costume you only see her head and those and those uh po- those oh, pigtails and, and her and her collar her, t- her yeah. flipped black collar or popped, got, popped collar I, pardon me i was very giddy that toll booth <laughs> very clearly i mean maybe not front and center but i mean that now i want toll booth and classified well yeah toll booth is the first thing you see in that panel because yeah. he is flying through the air with his giant hammer like steel 
Well, and where is he coming from? Because the only thing, because both his and uh, Junkyard's position implies that they're like flying out of the snake that is in the process of blowing up. (laughs) Yeah, that's a that is a wild little panel. Uh, Okay. So Destro has explained everything to Flint. Flint understands what's going on. And the genie is annoyed by all of this. So he grabs Destro uh, before Destro can attempt to flee and smashes his plane. But Destro does not perish. Uh, He reappears next to Baroness and Cobra Commander. Who says, I must be preserved. And also is pew-pewing out of his laser pistol and so my, has... and my take from that is that so the genie just literally murdered destro but the genie can't kill these characters right. they have to die by their own hands right because yep. it's it's a little different than firefly escaping the 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 <clears throat> zone that they've established and then popping right back into it yeah <laughs> but that's a little dark for saturday morning cartoon gi joe So we have Gung Ho and Scarlet in the Awe Striker being pursued by the Stun and the Ferret. We have explosions, we have dialogue, and, and there's not quite as much. There's a lot of dialogue in this one, but it's not, not as much as the back and forth because we're in the end game here. We're in the final countdown, as it were. Uh, and then um, there's a lot Scarlet is using, the a, uh, is using the walkie-talkie, which was actually a toy that I owned the G.I. Joe walkie-talkie sets. Oh, wow. Well, that's so that's cool. actually... Because I had the... Uh, was it called the field communication? It was like a carry... Yeah. Thing. Yeah, I think I know the one you're talking about. Um, I had that, but I never had the actual G.I. Joe walkie-talkies. Uh, yeah, uh, if you... Um, and if you look up G.I. Joe walkie-talkies, they had... Uh, a couple of different versions of them that came out, but the one I had, it's you, you can tell it's definitely inspired by the the actual toy that was released. Ah, oh, that's fantastic! And now I want to get my hands on some more of them. And I just want to say again that they've done such a good job with the artwork and with the the way that the dialogue is written and in here that as I read this, I hear the voices. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's something you do with comics, media comics, anyway. But like. It really is the the music plays. I hear like my head is making the soundtrack for this as I read it. It's yeah. it's that well done. Uh, and then on oh on page eleven uh, when the the stun explodes, which is funny because the motor viper just runs away from the exploding stun. That that is a Wilhelm scream. Yes, coming <laughs> coming out of the Cobra Trooper. So we get a very brief Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes fighting. Uh, Doc is trying to fix up Quick Kick, basically just so we have something for Doc to do for a minute, I think. And Quick Kick gets the plan and goes to uh, run into the Cobra Temple and fetch the lamp. But the genie says, no, not happening, pal. So, of course, who has to save the day? (laughs) Who, once again, is flying his shark? Which, by the way, now I need a classified shark to go with that classified (laughs) shipwreck we're getting. 
Uh, or I'll take a Super 7 Shark. Either way, or both, preferably both. Uh, so Shipwreck and Polly are on the scene. No member of the Joes can enter into, or Cobras can enter into the Cobra Temple. But Polly, which this almost made me a little sad. Polly is not technically a Joe. Isn't that no, like kind I... of... Isn't that just a little bit of a bummer? Yeah, yeah. But that's shipwreck for you. It's true. Sorry, bird. <laughs> yep. Uh, we get even more just let's jam everything in here with barbecue jumping out of an armadillo as it gets blown up. Uh, I believe that's tripwire. Or is that sci-fi? I can't tell. I can't zoom in on this stupid thing. Barbecue it's, is it's tripwire. Is it tripwire? Okay. Uh but somehow Cobra Commander's in a fang all of a sudden. I found we that haven't a little seen weird. him for a few panels. <laughs> so he's in a fang now, blowing up G.I. Joe or uh uh materials, and Lady J shows up in a sky striker, which also a little odd because only one sky striker materialized. Flint was in it a few minutes ago, and now Lady J's in a sky striker. So I guess there was more than one. Which is fine because that's the way it's always been. There've always been multiple sky strikers. I just realized I made a huge mistake. Oh no! So that's not Mahia in that previous panel. It I just like something snapped in my head, and I was like, "That was the female Stratoviper from the one." Uh, there was one issue of the of the or one episode of the comic. Uh, her name was Raven, but it's from the comic. No, no, sorry. One, so yeah, we're reading a comic and we're talking about a cartoon. <laughs> yes, she was from Sunbow. She was in, uh, what was the name of the episode? Because uh, we were talking about Slipstream earlier and it's like her and Slipstream, I think, had a romance. But she was a... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And it was like, it dawned on me. I was like, let me look at Mahia. No, she did not have... She was not the one that had the, the braided ponytails. It was... It all came together for me. Okay, so sorry to sorry to disrupt it in the middle of it, but I just no, that's like... great. <laughs> it, it keeps us from having to follow up next time. Knowing is half the battle. Noel. That's right. Or knowing is half the knowing is half the battle. We're renaming our final segment. So, uh, and that also fills in the blank. She is a member of Joe or Cobra, so it now fits. yes, yes. Uh, all right, so Lady J, I don't understand. Can you guys explain? this sequence to me where lady J shoots Cobra commander. What, what happens here? I don't get it. Like the rocket does not hit the thing. No, but it, it <laughs> what, makes what? a very. She, yeah. <laughs> Veer were pup, pup, pup. Maybe uh, it startled him. And when he yanked the control, it just sent him out of control yeah i mean that's i guess that's what it is because he's like what's this a radar warning and then all of a sudden he freaks out and he's out of control and suddenly he's on the ground i i guess but i mean clearly that's what it's supposed to be but first of all um the fang is a bold choice because you can't parachute out of the fang <laughs> you, you eject and you get chopped up into bits so he goes down with that thing <laughs> Yeah, 
I mean, that's clearly what's happening. And and I don't know how else you would have conveyed that uh, without it being an animated thing or a line of dialogue. I, I don't know. It, I think you needed one more word bubble of like, oh, no, in attempting to avoid that rocket, I have stalled out my helicopter or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a little weird. All right. So Cobra Commander's down. Uh, Lady J has surmised that just because Cobra Commander uh is gone does not mean this thing is over get a little fun with tomax and zamot and quick kick quick kick with the quick quips and then we get classic cobra commander hanging in the tree from his parachute and this this panel of roadblock running or jumping over the fallen tree is hilarious <laughs> it's it's possibly the most comical thing in this entire series uh and then very quickly i i want your guys opinions on this i love the way that it wrapped up it makes sense and it works but did it feel in a weird way a little anticlimactic that uh polly gets control of the lamp and shipwreck now gets to command a genie yeah and just wishes it away and we're done yeah which i don't know how else it would have ended and i I don't know how you would have added more drama yeah it it didn't to me and i'm not saying that just because polly saves the day (laughs) this is absolutely how an episode of the cartoon would have ended because they've just spent the last 20 minutes of fight sequence and now we have a minute to a minute and a half to we have to wrap this up and and i think that is the the this is the first real instance of where the cartoon truly would have had a major advantage over this comic book because we would have been watching all of the kinetic action and the battles and the actual fights between them rather than the panels, which they did. A, the, the, the artist did a fantastic job mm-hmm. with everything, but this is exactly the ending. The cartoon would have had because it would have had the luxury of nonstop literal action for the preceding 20 minutes. Whereas here, we were basically just reading the build and there wasn't a way to present quite the same thing. If that makes sense. So rather than being some, rather than there being a final big Epic struggle, we've been watching a big Epic struggle for this whole issue. Yeah. And then at the end, well, this is the, this is the only way it can go out. And I'm not disappointed in any way. I'm not trying to say that. It just felt like, oh, well, that's it. We're done. And I do think it's funny that only Shipwreck remembers this. This whole entire series thing that happened, only Shipwreck remembers it. And I love his line. I love, what was it? I love keeping secrets. I love having secrets. Um, Yeah, I always love having secrets. Which made me wonder, like, what else does Shipwreck know <laughs> that the other Joes don't realize Shipwreck knows? 
so all of the we get the satisfaction of Cobra Commander one more major failure for Cobra Commander because undoing everything means that he didn't get the lamp in the first place instead he's just got some pile of sand and and it happens in front of everybody of course uh and then to close everything out we're on the USS flag which I appreciate that's where we are just just to get the flag in here like a nice panel of the flag and the guys playing poker and shipwreck apparently that final wish was uh to He's have incredibly lucky at poker i'm I'm sure he <laughs> specified at poker instead of just general luck uh okay. but it's great and then did you guys notice though in the background of one of these panels we have hector ramirez mm-hmm. in front of the statue of liberty do you think perhaps he's reporting on a Cobra attack on the Statue of Liberty? No. No? No. I mean, now that you say that, I'm totally thinking the opening of the G.I. Joe movie. But right. my brain, because we saw the visionaries in the earlier yes. issue, my brain went, oh, this is the episode of Inhumanoids. This is where G.I. Joe and Inhumanoids meets up. When Metlar, when they bring the Statue of Liberty to life, oh. and they kidnap her. So my mind was totally there oh, for some reason. I, well, no, I'm, 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 going, I'm going with your version because I want Inhumanoids to be brought into G.I. Joe so badly. <laughs> uh, so, yes, that's what we're going with. So there you go. We, we get a, a very satisfactory. It ended the only way it possibly could have. And then we get our variation on the PSA. Yes, that's right. Different that's right. format this, this time. This one was a little bit of a letdown for me compared to the last three. I, I, on the one hand, I agree. On the other hand, it's it's very funny. It's funny. I just I think because the the other ones all involve some kind of snarky moment with them towards a child. Right. Right. And this is just poor Lady J. Well, I think they just wanted food. they wanted an excuse to draw Lady J in one of those dresses. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, <laughs> well, they tie it into the uh, where she's like, oh, Flint and I should have been eating, you know, right. uh, dinner in right. Paris right yeah. now. So they don't get their haute cuisine after all. They're just going to have to eat MREs because Flint's lack of pre- uh, preparation. And they've really, really what this is, it's a combination of a PSA and like a post credit scene. Yeah. But it's and it's a you know you got a little bit of metatextual stuff because she references the battle that happened in the issue even though she theoretically should not remember the battle so oh yeah this, that's right so and this she's... is so this is breaking the fourth wall in the sense that she's this is the actress that plays Lady J <laughs> who is actually Lady J <laughs> so this this they've gone very Deadpool with this one <laughs> exactly uh, so. Great series, uh, great wrap up to the series. Anybody who didn't read this, I, I think you got to go out and get it. I would love to see it collected in like a nice hardcover edition. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's planned or not. I think they do that with everything now, so I don't know why it wouldn't be. Uh, but I, I absolutely love this, and I hope these creators, uh, which we didn't, or I completely forgot to mention our creative team this time, uh, written by Eric Burnham, art by Dan Schoening colorist luis antonio delgado and letterer and again shout out to the letterer for for really having a a style that was very Mm -hmm. specific to what we were looking at uh neil uyatake i'm sure i mangled that uh 
awesome comic highly recommended there there is a chance that that was referencing the opening of gi joe the movie um because if you look at like the alternate artwork that's in here later on they do have the battle with uh duke and destro and cobra commander and a viper in front of the statue of liberty oh yeah they've got the, the uh variant covers mm-hmm. in, yeah. in yeah. here interesting yeah and cobra commander on top of the flight pod flight and, pod figuring heavily into things lately yeah mm. i just want to put it out there listeners if you know anybody who reads comics but doesn't necessarily read gi joe comics because i know we are you know obviously everyone here if you're listening to us you like gi joe um but as even just a comic book fan this these four issues are the most fun i have had reading comics in probably two or three years so um you know buy a copy for your friends and and tell them to trust you because this this was a great series and if you're like me who wants to read comics but winds up like not getting a chance to and then you're trying to read a whole backlog of stuff and you just are trying to focus on the stories and you wind up you're letting your mind drift it's impossible in these because they're such like easy compact reads yeah um you know this is you can completely turn your brain off when you read this stuff It is time now for Beyond the 80s, but we're going to do something a little bit different this time. Uh, I have been wanting to sort of run down, get get a handle on the order of releases for the G.I. Joe Classified series. Now, we are not going to be reviewing or discussing the figures in any great detail here. Uh, You can go to the Needless Things YouTube channel for reviews on everything that's been released so far, uh, if you want that. We're more going to talk about availability, order of release, uh, and and how we've gotten our hands on G.I. Joe Classified series thus far. Uh, So it didn't quite fit into news. Maybe it's not quite beyond the 80s, but guess what? That's where we're putting it, folks. So when when I suggested this to you guys, because this has actually been in the notes for a few episodes now, and we just haven't had time for it or, or the right moment for it. When I first suggested we take a look at the the weird order of releases on this, did anything jump out at you initially as far as something being kind of out of order or coming out in a weird way? I came into the line so late because this is the first mass-produced six-inch line that I've collected. I was content with my 25th anniversary stuff. So um, so when you sent the list going through it, I was like, oh, the amount that I've gotten at retail is not a lot minuscule yeah so and and for the listeners that don't know you started collecting this 
during the life of the show like well the, yeah. i guess this line existed during <laughs> like we technically started right before this line i started, started collecting this but, line at dragon con last year yes. because a friend gifted me the baroness with the coil oh wow and so you're less than a year in yeah so one, having once having that in my hands the seal was broken and i was like i need these yeah, I wasn't collecting them at first either. Um, it wasn't it like because really it was the 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 early figures, the Joe characters I didn't care for. Um, really, it wasn't until probably the Trooper came along that I was like, well, I'd like to have a Cobra Trooper figure. Um, and then I was really only collecting Cobra stuff for a while, and. I, I know that uh, I'd gotten someone who picked up uh, Flint and Lady J from me when they found them, when they, when those figures were still hard to find, believe it or not, at one point. Uh, but I think it was when I found the breaker that the, the the dam broke on both sides. So now I'm collecting Joes and Cobras. So I'm going back here because the one thing I, I put, I uh, using a number of different resources, I pulled together uh, the order of release and places where these figures were available. Uh, and the one thing that I neglected to do was actually look at the dates on these figures. Uh, but fortunately, I'm because I, I at least wanted to have the first date they were available. Uh, unfortunately, what I've got is in my Amazon history, I'm going back and looking and Duke which is part of the first wave of figures. I ordered him on June 18th, 2020. Which is a little over two years ago. And it's actually kind of wild to be thinking that this line has now existed for over two years. Yeah. Um, I'm going back through my order history because now I'm really curious to see some of these dates. The problem is the way Amazon descriptions work, everything might not show up. Okay. So uh, the very first figure in the line was the double zero snake eyes, which is the deluxe edition snake eyes that came with the weapons rack. It was Hasbro pulse exclusive. And I was very excited about this figure because it was the launch figure. It was the very first ever six inch gi joe action figure and to me it was very important for me to get that pre-ordered on hasbro pulse no problem whatsoever i do believe that it sold out uh and went to a second production run because i know i i was already a pulse premium member at this point i i was a pulse premium member from like not day one but day one ish uh so i already had a premium at this point and got this pre-order no problem i seem to remember it selling out uh going for very large sums of money and then they did a pr second production run prices came back down but now i think they're back up to around 100 100 dollars or so but i i have one loose i have one mint in box and i will never get rid of that mint in box one because it's very special to me as that first classified release it's it's nice to have but that one was no problem at all and then our first wave was Roadblock, Snake Eyes, Destro, Duke, and Scarlet. 
the first five figures in the line, which is very interesting to realize now that that first first wave was five figures. Hmm. Um. So I ordered. I got Roadblock, Scarlet, and Duke from Amazon. And I got Snake Eyes and Destro from Walmart, along with the uh, display that I grabbed from a Walmart. I oh, actually, yes. I I actually have now. Yeah, the end cap, the cardboard end cap display mm-hmm. that they had. Uh, I actually have that with a bunch of boxed figures displayed in it. Uh, so three of the first five figures... I got online. I did eventually see all of these in stores, but not in any significant way. It yeah. was. I, I, I actually, now I'm thinking about it, I don't know if I ever saw the Destro or the Snake Eyes in a regular store. I know Roadblock, Duke, and Scarlet were pretty easy to find. The only one out of that first wave that I ever saw on the shelves were Roadblock. And Scarlet, and that Scarlet, I only saw once. And I wound up picking up the Destro later on, just because once I started collecting the Cobra figures, like, well, let me go get the Destro. And he was very easy to get on Amazon for regular retail price at that time. Yeah, all of all of these first five eventually certainly were easy to get online. Uh, but as far as seeing them in retail stores in in the Atlanta and I'm presuming Orlando area. They, they, at no point were they just regularly stocked. You saw them every time you went into a store, ever. No, nope. ever. Uh, so we move on now to this next wave that consists of three figures. And it's weird because it doesn't seem like this wave is that old. Uh, Cobra Commander, Gung Ho, and Red Ninja. Well, considering two of those figures are still available at Walmarts and Targets. Right. Cobra Commander and Gung Ho really are the only two. Well, that's not true because we got Flint and Lady J, but Cobra Commander and Gung Ho have been present for a very long time. Easy to find. Red Ninja, I never saw in a store. No, me either. Mm-mm. Never never was interested in the figure, but like, yeah, I've never seen it in person. I at this point in time, and I'll I will lay down when I stopped being a completist on this line. At this point in time, I was a completist to the point where I bought the field variants when I found them. I didn't go out of my way to find the Duke. Um but Scarlet and Roadblock I wanted to get because they were certainly different enough to warrant it. Uh and what's interesting, though, is the Regal variant of Cobra Commander, the lighter blue one, is numbered the same as the Cobra Commander, but it was a Pulse exclusive. Yep. And is a very desirable figure now because it is, I think it's generally agreed, it's the best looking of the Cobra Commanders. Yeah, I've. it's the one I would, I'm just not willing to pay $100 for it. No, of course not. But, Especially knowing uh, more Cobra Commanders are on the way. Yeah, I've... There there have been a couple moments of weakness when I was at a convention, say like Toyland or whatever, where I was like, "Uh, do I really want it? Because I'd said I was, if that first Cobra Commander figure that was released would have been the Cobra Commander I wanted, I would have been all in on this line probably way earlier than I was. Yeah. 
But when I saw that one, I was like, oh, didn't do it. Is this is this the way this series is going to go? Because <laughs> if you can't get, I get Cobra that. Commander to my liking, then uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, and I get that. Although to me, like this is this Cobra Commander, this classified Cobra Commander design, this is what a used car salesman with no military experience who fancies himself a leader of men, this is what he would look like. <laughs> uh, so I mentioned I just the field. Add real quick with yeah. Gung Ho, at least down here. Uh, never saw him until the announcement for the Walmart retro figure. Really? Once that was announced, that whole, like, the wave where they reissued him and some of the other figures, well, the bat, the Alley Viper, still never seen them on shelves, but once they announced the Walmart version, Gung Ho became a peg warmer. Interesting. Hmm. Huh. Because I mean, he was he was peg warming here by like probably the fall of two thousand twenty. <clears throat> yeah, he was he was definitely common. Uh, and I mentioned the field variants. Uh, I found Roadblock and Scarlet in Target once. Never saw them anywhere else again. And I and I bought I bought those there, and that's the only time I ever saw them in a store. Uh, so, and, oh, and, uh, Gung Ho, I'm looking right now. I thought I got him from Big Bad, but I got him from Amazon, uh, August 4th, 2020, uh, Cobra Commander. I also got from Amazon and I thought I got him from Walmart. So. That brings us to the Red Ninja, which I did get from Big Bad and I regret because it's my least favorite figure in the whole line. Uh, Snake Supreme Cobra Commander, Pulse Exclusive, once again, pre-ordered, no problem whatsoever. And then we get into some difficult territory, my friends. <laughs> Beachhead, Roadblock, and the Cobra Trooper. Oh, and the Baroness. And Baroness. And the Cobra Coil Cycle. Target Exclusive, uh, Cobra Island. One of the worst toy experiences of my entire life never been so frustrated now granted we are in the pandemic we are well into the pandemic at this point uh but it's clear now that the problem with these initially was that hasbro vastly underestimated demand underproduced uh so let's start with beachhead never seen him in a store to this day lucked out and was able to order from target online and i don't i still don't know what variant i have because i don't care they did a brown eye one and a blue eye one uh and i've just never even looked at mine to see and i'm not i'm not gonna get up right now and do it either because i don't care at all uh roadblock saw in target many times yep no Which problem they were getting, getting product <laughs> right they were getting the product right uh it was just selling it immediately and, and i've said before the air the part of you know north atlanta where i am north of atlanta there are lots of scalpers there are lots of joe collectors and if you don't find the stuff as soon as they put it out if it's if there's any kind of scarcity you're never going to see it. 
Uh, so Roadblock, very easy to get. Uh, the Cobra Trooper, this one actually just a, a matter of luck. The day that they were supposed to come out, and I do not remember the date, but my son and I went on a toy run to try and find all of this stuff. Drove to probably eight different targets. All Spent all day driving to any target within two hours of where we are. And a very helpful target employee at one of the targets said, well, I can check the inventory. Okay, it says they have six of the Cobra Troopers at the coming target. I said, let's go. So we drove like 40 minutes to get to coming, which is not near anywhere I ever go. And asked a very, very nice lady there. She said, let me go look. And she brings out a case of six Cobra Troopers. I got two for myself, two for my son, left two for somebody else. In retrospect, should have taken those as well. Yeah. But I still at that point had faith that this stuff was going to show up, that it was going to be like a whole end cap at some point, that there was going to be a G.I. Joe end cap uh, where we'd be able to find this stuff. No problem. I remember believing that with 100 percent of my of my being. Uh, and that was never the case. Uh, so got two there. And then I had a friend uh, send me two more. So I ended up with four of the cobra island cobra troopers uh that i've got and then the baroness and the cobra coil that one up... actually started showing up in some targets like uh aside from the uh the of course the roadblock that was everywhere um of the of this wave that was the one that um i actually talked to people who purchased one at retail i I got it at retail one time. I had to spend an hour waiting in a Target. And fortunately, there was another Joe collector there. And we had a really nice conversation. Uh, but we stood around and waited an hour while they went in the back and looked. And they had two. I got one. He got the other one. And that's the only time I ever... I mean, I don't even consider that seeing it at retail. Because it was stuck way in the back of the store. Who knows what well, would have happened. If you lived in Canada, this was a Toys R Us exclusive there, and uh, they were apparently swimming in them. Yes, well, all of these figures yeah. in Canada were. Well, it's what it is is it's not a Toys R Us exclusive. It's that Toys R Us carries carries Target, us. Target, yeah. and Walmart exclusives because internationally, like outside of the U.S., there's no such thing as Walmart and Target exclusives. Well, I can uh, say that for the three Targets that I hit. Never once, still to this day, have I seen a Cobra Island anything Wow! on the shelf. Not even the roadblock? <clears throat> no. Hmm. Uh, it's still available on the Target website. You can order him. Yeah. I've never seen him on the shelf, which blows my mind that, that he's there, but not. They didn't, you know, send them out to the stores. Yeah, I was able to get the beachhead. Um, I think just, I think, yeah, the beachhead and the Baroness I got off of Target when they randomly just had them available at one point. Well, la- what was it last? Was it last fall 
Mm-hmm. When all of this came into stock on Target and on Pulse, and I, I assume it's a second production run. Um, I don't remember it all. I just remember because every so often I would go on to Target and check, and all of a sudden Beachhead was in stock at retail price. Yeah, so all I went of, ahead and ordered them. All four of these releases came in and out of stock a lot on Target and on Pulse at one point and were very very easy to get after that initial nightmare which is funny because I, the beachhead was so sought after at first that i remember walking into um uh, second chance toys and um seeing a loose one in the case for 135 dollars good like crazy. out of package and then people later on were finding that beachhead at some kind of value discount store for like five bucks. Oh yeah, was it uh, wasn't wasn't five below? It was um, value village or something like or bargain hunt. Yeah, it was bargain hunt. Were they seeing it bargain? Hunt? Well, they were also finding them. It, it's a it's a store that like caters to teens, oh. and that was the, the unusual thing. Is like the the people who were shopping there were not the kind of people who would be who would be buying these toys but they also are getting the, they were also getting some uh i think some star wars black series figures and huh. a couple of others that were that were was it like claire's or something it wasn't claire's i'm trying to think <laughs> of what it was it was it wasn't like forever 21 but it was someplace <laughs> like that <laughs> that's wild i hadn't heard that one uh so that brings us to release number 14 arctic mission arctic mission storm shadow the first storm shadow we got in the line which was to this day still a very odd design choice release choice uh this is an amazon exclusive uh and i i ordered it from amazon on june 26 2020 no problem I, and it was I weird regret... to me oh go ahead oh i was just gonna say it's really weird to me that this is just a few days after ordering the first wave that I ordered this figure. I, I remember us talking about this figure and that version of Storm Shadow is actually my favorite version of Storm Shadow from the original line. So I had I had said at the time that, you know, if I was ever to get a classified figure, that would be the one that I would get. And I've watched it on eBay. I'm still not willing to pay those prices yet. So... He's probably the only figure I regret not being in the line back at that time. Well, what's unfortunate about it, because I really like the design, but what's unfortunate about this figure is they hadn't yet figured out how to make white plastic. Mm. So he is an off-white. He's not He's not as off-white as the movie Storm Shadow, but he's not, his, his uniform is not a pure white like the new Storm Shadow figure, which I think is a shame. Because it would look so much better if that was the case. Uh, number fifteen, a f- the well, I guess technically the first fan channel exclusive because Regal Cobra Commander was Pulse exclusive. I don't think he was fan channel exclusive. I believe Profit Director Destro was the first fan channel exclusive, which at the time we didn't even know what that meant. But what it ended up meaning was uh, GameStop. Um, Amazon, some other retail online retailers uh, carried him, but I I got him from Pulse. Very easy to get. I saw him in GameStop stores several times. Uh, Think Geek saw him in Think Geek 
back when that still existed. I don't think it does anymore. Uh, so this this one was, if you wanted it, very easy to get. I think Geek, I think, is just GameStop. It's the same yeah. parent company. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you can get this one now for lower than its original retail. Because this <laughs> one is a, what was it? Was it twenty nine ninety nine? Um, I or think 20, it was $24.99 because this is back when the figures were still $19.99. Yeah, you can find, I mean, there's there's ones that are being unloaded on eBay for $16.99 right now. Wow. Um, yeah, because I mean, it, this one was, it was never like really, really hard to get, but usually you'd see it marked up. If you wanted to buy it online, you'd start to pay another 10, 15 bucks over regular retail. And by the time I got my hands on it, it was just appearing everywhere at like regular retail price. Yeah, I, I never, I never saw that this one was difficult to get at all. Yeah. Uh, and then weirdly, we go directly into the movie figures, which which this is what I wanted to talk mm. about is how strange, like in my memory, these don't seem like the movie Snake Eyes doesn't feel like it's only fifteen figures after. The first Snake Eyes. Well, it also came out what about like eight months before the movie came out. Uh, yes, that's that's correct. Yeah, because the movie got pushed back so far. So we have all the movie figures: uh, Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow, Akiko, Baroness, Scarlet. All very easy to get. Still to this day at every yeah. Target and Walmart that you go to. Yeah, still, still everywhere you can get them. Uh, I actually had an interesting thought that i haven't checked out yet but the movie scarlet i really really like that figure it's actually one of my favorite figures from the entire line and i kind of thought man if that thing gets down to under 10 bucks i might buy a bunch of those and just put like the lady j head and the the regular classified scarlet head and make that like a female just standard issue armor type of look just as an alternative thing because i like that armor so much it looks so good i mean that figure was uh, you could get it for what like 11.99 i think yeah yeah it's i don't think it's dipped under 10 quite yet but i think it's going to get there for sure yeah. uh akiko you could get for like four or five bucks for for a while yeah um i still love the the snake i said we weren't gonna like rate these or anything but uh yeah, they, these were just really weird. I still don't love the fact that they're numbered in line with the classified series figures. Yeah, I think they and I, yeah, I didn't right. realize that yeah, until I, you sent this. I I understand why they did that, but I don't think they should have done that. Yeah, I, I know whenever I'm walking up to a display that from afar, if I see 16 through 20, just keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this should have been like a separate subline uh, because they, or, they, or they 25 are 25 or 26. <laughs> they aren't they aren't really compatible with the rest of the classified series they just don't look they don't look the same they don't fit with them well and at the time too i think that if the classified series had been around for a little bit longer they would have probably handled this differently yeah, i the, think you're right they didn't they didn't quite know exactly what classified was going to be i think they, right. they just kind of envisioned it as like this is our a catch-on yeah, our primary six-inch toy line before it really gained its identity. And these were, you know, this this line happened because that movie was happening. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, that was the timing. So these were also some of the first figures that were designed very early on. Uh, well, that brings us to the next massive source of frustration. 
are Cobra Island, Firefly, and Cobra Viper. And this kind of messed me up a little bit. So were there really just, I mean, I'm looking at the list and it's right here in front of my face. So the Viper and Firefly were the only two releases at this time. And they came out together. So I was able to order a Firefly, which I would have lost my mind if I was not able to. Never saw it in a store at all. Uh, but he has, like the other Cobra Island, has come in and out of stock now and been pretty available if if you're paying attention. Uh, and then the Cobra Viper, never seen him in a store. I was able to order. I had a friend, the same friend that sent me the Cobra Troopers, sent me uh, a Viper. And then I was able to order one because one of the things we've got to remember is that these Cobra Island, these Target exclusive releases, when they did come into stock, it was like two o'clock in the morning. Uh, it was not like any regular time and it was, there was no notice. You just had to be basically in the Target app on the product page and be fast enough to hit add to cart and hope that it would actually add to the cart. Because that was something that would happen frequently as well as something would show up in stock. You'd hit add to cart and it would say, we're having a difficulty right now and cannot add this item to your cart. And you'd sit there trying to do that for 15 minutes. And sometimes you'd manage to get one through and sometimes it would go out of stock and that would be the end of it. Sometimes it would go out of stock after you added it to your cart. Just a horrible, frustrating, frustrating. process. Yeah, very yeah, much. I, I remember ordering the the viper through target and getting two of them that way the firefly i passed on it first i wound up buying it later and spending more uh about five dollars over retail on ebay just because i was like well i guess i should add a viper to my or a firefly to my collection since i'm collecting cobra <laughs> and now i kind of wish i hadn't because I'm, I'm still not crazy about that figure and i'm hoping that yeah. the the next one that they released they've announced is a little bit closer to the figure that I wanted. No, I think it's pretty safe to say it will be. And and yeah, I'm not a big fan of this Firefly either. Yeah, I held off on it, and I'm glad I did for these very reasons. I really got it because I picked up one of those. Uh, uh, well, I, I knew Alley Vipers were coming, and I was like, well, he'll look cool, kind of standing next to my Alley Vipers. So that's what I was. I envisioned him being the leader of the Alley Vipers. So this is bizarre. Next up, we have, I guess, a wave of two, unless these maybe came out with the field variants. I'm not sure. But we have 23 Zartan and 24 the Cobra Infantry Trooper. Zartan, I got from Big Bad. Well, I got both of these from Big Bad. Um, and I think the Cobra Infantry Trooper was one of the first ones that you could really non-movie ones that you could really consider plentiful because when these went up for pre-order you were able to just get like six hmm. or ten or twenty or whatever you wanted like i remember these being very very easy to to order and it made people feel a little bit better about that cobra island infantry or trooper i never i never saw the infantry trooper at retail i did no i didn't either 
I saw Zartan was... a few times because I picked that's how I got mine was just walking into a Target randomly one afternoon. Yeah, I saw Zartan in Target, uh, never in Walmart. I, very There are just a very few that I ever saw in Walmart at all. Most of what I've seen has been at Target. What, the very little that I've seen has been at Target. Um, but I got my Zartan from Big Bad and I got my four Cobra Infantry Troopers from Big Bad. They were plentiful online, but yeah, I, I've never seen one at retail, ever. Not Walmart, not Target, not GameStop, nowhere. And now, speaking of plentiful, <laughs> Flint and Lady J, who were uh, in a case assortment with Cobra Commander, because we didn't have enough of him, and to this day, you can walk into any Walmart I go to and buy Flint and Lady J. Any Walmart, any Target. Um, you can walk into GameStop, they've got them. You can walk into, I mean, pretty much anywhere where you see classified figures, you're going to find these two. And they finally I... cleared out from here. You haven't seen them probably in two or three months. And I still think it's bizarre because, I've, I mean, I'm thinking about about a year ago, it was still hard to find them at retail. And then I think it was like June of last year was when my friend picked them up for me. And then about a month later, you started seeing them everywhere. And I'm just not sure, like, did they just produce 10 times more figures than they did for any of the other characters? Or are they just that unpopular? I'm going to look here. Well, I think they produ- I think this is when they uh I think this is when they upped the production big time. But I believe uh yeah, they're long gone. I was looking at Walmart to see if I could see when I bought them in my purchase history. But I think they're long gone. Um I mean I Lady J was down so cheap on Walmart's site at one point in time that I added her to my cart to get free shipping on something. Yeah. Just, just, it's like, well, I could use an extra one for something. <laughs> yeah. My purchase history doesn't go back far enough or they've changed the name of the product or whatever Walmart problems there are. Uh, but yeah, I found these in Walmart and, and remember the, the disbelief. Yeah, I, I remember could... your story when you first saw them like you just like you caught them out of the corner of your eye like on the bottom shelf and and i just i i never expected to actually find classified series in stores so i had walked by them once because it was just so not expecting to ever see anything uh so yeah i got both of those from walmart and and to this day, you can still get them at Walmart. Uh, Twenty seven major blood target exclusive. This okay. This is the weird one because it seems like major blood should have been with. Well, no, because he came out at the same. T- oh well, okay. Major blood had a weird story because he was leaked. He showed up in stores before they announced him. Right? Isn't that what happened? Oh, I don't remember. I feel like somebody found him in stores yes. before he was even announced. Well, no, I, he was announced, but I remember, I remember like him showing up like way before anyone expected him to. But this was another one where you had to go to Target and ask for him. Uh, yeah. I never saw him on pegs. I got him right off the peg when I walked in one time. See, I went to two different Targets. Um, 
and asked. And the second one I went to, they said, yeah, they're in the back. We're keeping them in the back. How many do you want? And I said, can I get two? One for me, one for my son. And they brought me two. And it was very, very easy. And I remember being under the impression at the time, once again, I'm I'm ever the, the foolish optimist <laughs> thinking, okay, this is it. I just walk, you know, I relatively easily found Major Blood. They probably got a ton sitting in the back. We're going to get that end cap of Cobra Island stuff any day now. <laughs> it's going to happen, I believe. And I was wrong. It still has not happened. Uh, and Cobra Island is over now. Thank thank the Lord. Uh, so, Noel, you just walked in and bought a Major Blood. Christian, I'm assuming you've never... Major Blood has never been to Orlando. Never saw him. Got him off eBay. And, you know, I feel like Major Blood would a good right price. in to Orlando. I feel like he would definitely <laughs> be at home <laughs> with the denizens of Orlando. Uh Heavy Artillery Roadblock, available on Amazon. Once again, a pretty easy pre-order if you were paying attention. Uh, came back in stock at least once or twice, but is, I, I think, again... Uh, well, and you know what? He's been on Pulse as well. Uh, I don't know if he's available right now or not. can't remember if I got mine off of Pulse or if I just went up buying the bullet and getting them off eBay. You know what? I apologize. I said Heavy Artillery Roadblock, better known as Milky Way. Milky Way, yes. Let's see. So that was... Oh, weird. My My order history is really odd now. He doesn't even show up. Because I go straight from Storm Shadow, the Arctic mission. Oh, okay. I ordered a second. Oh, interesting. So Arctic mich- mission Storm Shadow. I ordered the first one on June 26th. And then after my son decided he wanted one, I ordered one on August 26th. So two months later, he was either still in stock or came back in stock. Uh, and then my next order from Amazon is October 23rd, 2021, Crockmaster. So that is over a year wow. between pre-orders on Amazon. And that matches up with what we're looking at here. Uh, all right, so Heavy Artillery Roadblock. Has, again, if you're paying attention, I think you got it. Breaker and the Ram Cycle. Well, this, I, this was Cobra Island too, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah, so this is the last of the Cobra Islands. And uh, was a weird one because, again, Optimistic Dave found it in a Target on the weekend when everybody thought it was going to be hitting Target. No, it was it was the end cap. Like when I when I saw it in a Target, there was an end cap full of them. There were at least sixteen in I, stock. I never saw that many. I saw uh, I saw six the time that I bought mine. Uh, at another target within the same week, I saw two and then I never saw them again. So I saw the end cap when I first saw them that first weekend and I was like, oh, wow, it's cool. And at the time, again, I wasn't buying Joe's. So I passed on it. I was like, I don't need to spend $42.99 on this figure. Um, and then they did a sale like that Monday. There right. was a big deal. With, like they, like they were selling them for like off or something. Yeah, they were selling them for for twenty one ninety nine, and so I yeeted myself immediately up to that target, and of course 
they were threadbare. They were gone. Uh, as, fact, as a matter of fact, that display, that end cap had completely changed over at that point. And it had been three days since I first saw it in there. Um, and then, of course, I found mine about a month later on clearance because that's the way that most people acquired theirs at Target yeah. because they shipped them they shipped them more but they weren't on the planogram and so each individual target location decided just stick it on an end cap and throw a clearance price on it so i got mine for like 31 bucks so never saw them in a store i remember you talking about seeing them on an end cap so that's when i started going on the app to see according to the app which stores claim they have these in stock and i spent three nights after work driving to various targets that online claimed they had them, but then when talking to the people, no, they did not. So I just gave up um, and I did not want to pay eBay prices and then uh, was fortunate enough, you know, just, you know, a few months back when Big Bad got in all the Cobra Island stuff. So Oh, and that's, you know what? The Breaker and Ram is not our final Cobra Island. We'll skip ahead real quick and say barbecue, oh, yeah, yeah, barbecue at the same too. time. Oh, I always forget about him. Uh, I got, I ordered him online, no problem, uh, but never saw him in a store. Yep, same. Ordered him because he shipped separately from the rest of the ones that I ordered from Target at that time. I think he arrived in like November of last year when everything else was showing up in like August. Okay. Uh, release number 30, the Alpha Commandos set, Snake Eyes and Timber. Okay, let's let's just call that Timber and Snake Eyes. <laughs> you are <laughs> correct. You are correct. Uh, one of the best releases of the line so far, for sure. Uh, I got mine from Big Bad Toy Store. They they del- I, Now, this was very easy to pre-order. This was a fan channel exclusive. You could order it from GameStop, from uh, Amazon, from Big Bad Toy Store, from Hasbro Pulse. Uh, big bad. I pre-ordered as I as I do for most of this stuff from Amazon, from Paulson, from Big Bad, and whoever gets it to me first gets my money. Big Bad got it to me first. Now this was apparently not the case for a lot of people. I guess I got really really lucky because I wonder if I can look this up. Uh, I thought. Okay, they're all coming in now. Cool. That's great. I'm glad I got mine. And apparently, this was not the case for many people. I got mine very, very early. Uh, Big Bad doesn't have a way to search your order history. So it would take way too long to figure out where this landed in my orders. Um But yeah, I, I apparently got lucky and I didn't even realize that was the case with this one because there were people waiting months after I got mine to get theirs. Oh, here it is. Okay. I ordered. Oh, wait, this says canceled. Did I not get it from Big Bad? No, I know. I know I got this from Big Bad. 
oh you know what this is the one i ordered for my son and then i found it or got it from amazon or something else and canceled the big bad order uh, this is making for really compelling uh podcasting <laughs> talk as i search my thousands of big bad toy store orders all right we're gonna move along uh so anyway uh snake eyes and timber very easy to get next, next up one, 31, not so much zart master of disguise zartan okay i disagree i think if you were paying attention this was easy to get because it went up one time uh for pulse premium members and i got in on the pulse premium ordered it no problem at all but they did a second production run because what happened is it went up for sale on on an in-stock amount of the figure and then when that sold out they put up a pre-order for the second production run of the figure that was up for many hours i know when i checked the site unrelated it popped up as a pre-order but i already had the other zartan and i was like i i don't need a second one so yeah, that was I, I didn't get him, but I do feel like he was available. Yeah, I said I wasn't even checking for him because I knew I wasn't going to get him because I had the other one. Didn't <clears throat> feel the need to get a second Zartan at the time. I I say this one is the superior Zartan, but the retro one to me looks like the best one so far. Yeah, I did pre-order that one just because it's it's such a good looking figure. So we already talked about uh, barbecue. Next up are the two. What a wild ride this has been! Cobra Bat and the Alley Viper, two of I think the most hyped figures from the classified series thus far, which is saying something because this line has been nothing but hype the whole time. Well, not nothing but hype, you know what I mean? People have been super excited about literally everything that has come out in this line prior to it coming out, anyway. Once Flint and Lady J hit, I think they cooled off a little bit, but. <laughs> Uh, the Bat in the Alley Viper, people were very excited. And part of the reason for that excitement is that Emily assured us that they were producing these in massive quantities and that they would be released as retailers got them. December 2021 rolls around. A couple of people find them here and there. Everybody thinks, all right, the mass quantities that were talked about, they're going to be hitting any day now. No, not. Nope. Really? And again, poor naive me is thinking I'm going to walk into Target and find an end cap. Uh, that G.I. Joe end cap someday. I'm going to find <laughs> it and I'm not going to know what to do with myself. Uh, but the Bat in the Alley Viper didn't find him, didn't find him, didn't find him. And then they went up on Pulse uh, in January. And I, again, Pulse Premium, keep those notifications on. Notification popped up. I ordered uh, two of each. Got them from Pulse. Uh, Amazon, I canceled mine because they got delayed like twice. And I was like, you know what? Forget it. I don't need. And this was the point where I decided unless there is a significant difference to be made, I'm buying one of each figure. Now I have not yet stopped being a completist, but this is the point where I decided one of each is enough. I don't need to troop build anything anymore. Now I did buy two bats because you can make them look significantly different. Uh, but one alley viper is good to go. I, I story of getting uh, at least the two alley vipers and two of my bats. Um, we were we were vacationing. It was in December. It was like early December, 
uh, up in the mountains of North Carolina and we were driving back through one of those really windy mountain roads and uh, my wife was feeling a little car sick so a few times I had to kind of pull the car over for a little while and let her rest and while I pulled over one point I saw in our conversation with with the two of you that they were showing up on GameStop's site and so I'm sitting on the side of a mountain road trying to like position my phone <laughs> to get the internet connected enough to like so I could get the, my order placed on GameStop and I did <laughs> somehow because like did they deliver yeah yeah I got them uh yeah I got them delivered um not too long after that oh wow that's wild because I ordered from GameStop and they got uh they were in stock if you remember they mm-hmm. showed up as in stock at GameStop yeah I ordered and in within a few days they changed to waiting for stock to arrive and then they changed to something else and uh I think it took them a few weeks, but I know I got them probably around the first of the year. I think they were still like awaiting stock or something when they came in stock on Pulse. So I just canceled my GameStop order and I'll, I won't order anything from GameStop again because that's happened a couple of times with a few different things now. And so I, well, I won't ever pre order. Well, I'm still sitting a on a pile of bats right now, so uh, <laughs> I, I, I will probably because I don't think I'm going to, you know, I, a two of each I think is is fine for most of the things I'm collecting. So I'll probably wind up. Uh, <laughs> I got a little overzealous with those and ordered <laughs> both alley vipers and bats from multiple locations. <clears throat> I mean, they were exciting figures. Yeah. So. Next up, we get to the point where it really, truly does become easy to pre-order pretty much everything. <clears throat> Storm Shadow, Spirit Iron Knife, a Cobra Officer, and Crockmaster and Fiona all go up everywhere at the same time. Nothing sells out. Nothing is a problem to get. The only controversy with these is the order in which retailers received them. And some people like somebody found a croc master at a Walmart in like February or something crazy like that. Uh, but, but for the most part, this was, this to me was the first truly successful release of the GI Joe classified series. This set of, which is not really a set of four, but. And these are the most recent ones we've gotten because everything after this is still coming. Right. It only took to them. It only took them two years. <laughs> I mean, I've still not seen any of these at retail. Oh, no, I haven't no. either. But I also, none of my pre orders for these figures through Big Bad have even shown up yet. Well, you, I got, I switching over to Pulse, I was able to get a couple. And I don't know why. I, I have this loyalty to Big Bad that I'm like, I can't cancel all you of just them. Love I paying, have to save a figure that I still get You just love paying there. 2 to $5 more for I know. your figures. I, plus, I plus have shipping. a problem. Plus, yeah. well, $4 shipping is... $4 shipping is not that bad, but yeah. I had the, the same thing where you know I was waiting for mine for Big Bad. They kept pushing back the date. They said September, and then Pulse had them available for like immediate shipping so i was like all right i'm ordering off a pulse i'm canceling my big bad order and they they all arrived i've gotten my crop uh croc master already from amazon well this um, all went down joe fest weekend mm-hmm. um 
because we were out of town and I got notifications because I had done my pre-order thing, Amazon Pulse Big Bad. Whoever gets them to me first, that's who I get. And I got notifications from Amazon that they were going to be shipping in a few days. And then I got a notification from Pulse that something was getting ready to charge. So what ended up happening is Big Bad shipped Crocmaster before I could cancel my Pulse order. So I ended up with two Crocmasters, which actually worked out fine because that's one my son has gotten a lot more selective with which ones he wants, but he definitely wanted Crocmaster mostly because of Fiona. So I ended up with two Crocmasters. I canceled Cobra Officer is actually the one that shipped first. Pulse shipped that. And then Storm Shadow and Spirit said they were going to ship. So I canceled my orders from Pulse and then watched as people received theirs from Pulse. And Amazon said, we're sorry, your order has been delayed a few days or whatever it was. But that's the retailers. That's not Hasbro. Um and they're all here now and have all been reviewed on the Needless Things YouTube channel. So that's what's important. And uh, that gets us up to date with what has actually been released. Um, and as far as, let's see, what are we? We have been able to pre-order everything up through number 50 oh my gosh what is 53 is that mindbender no mindbender is 43 oh yeah there he is we, do we not know what 53 is i guess not that's bizarre so we have been able to pre-order everything up through well 61 they're just some blank spots we don't know what they are 53 oh, 58 weird. 59 and 60 uh, we do not yet know. It's like a Pokedex. If you've not seen it in the wild, it doesn't show up yet. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, and then we've got some other releases. The Fortnite Snake Eyes that's not part of the numbering uh, that was very easy to get, but just took forever to come out. Which, to, uh, like, uh, honestly, like all that all this time i didn't even realize that was considered to be a classified figure i just thought it was a completely separate I, you know what i don't really think that it is it doesn't say classified anywhere on it it says Fortnite gi joe but it's the same i mean it's the same figure style yeah right? yeah it's the same it's aesthetic and everything yeah uh, I've, i actually haven't opened mine yet because i don't care that much about it i just ordered it because oh sergeant slaughter we don't know what number he is maybe he's 53 could be um and then the classified retro series, Baroness, Destro, Gung-Ho, Lady J, Zartan, Storm Shadow, uh, and then forthcoming Snake Eyes and Crimson Guard. We know the difficulties with it. Now, they were, in my opinion, relatively easy to pre-order. Uh, they were Walmart during whatever their fan thing that they do is, and then Pulse had them available as well. Uh, but they're just on really flimsy, terrible card backs and are being shipped in plastic bags if you're getting them from Walmart. So that's that's awful. But these, I don't consider these to have been difficult to get at all. I don't imagine, I, I don't expect to ever see them in a store. I may be wrong. You know, we're going into the resets. We're going into the holiday season pretty soon here. 
So maybe there'll be big giant displays of these, but yeah. I don't know. We'll see. And we'll see. We we did get. I mean, eventually, I got to see uh, a lot of the retro forage figures um, fairly plentifully for a while. So yeah, the last last couple true. of sets of those. Yeah, but I mean, this is a line that the company that produces it has already pronounced as dead. <laughs> so I don't true. know. Uh, and then we've got. We're not going to get into the announcements and the pipeline reveals because really the point here was to talk about the order of release and, and how we were able to find these things. So to sort of sum it up, uh, the, the last four that have come out are obviously still brand new, Crockmaster Spirit and all. So there's plenty of time for brick and mortar to get them, especially, as I said, all the stores are resetting right now. So these, you know, those may show up at brick and mortar. I don't think anything prior to them will. I wouldn't expect it. Uh so this makes 12 brick and mortar purchases and 30 online purchases for individual characters and 12 figures that were available were in theory available from brick and mortar that I never saw at any physical store. Uh, so that means less than 30% of my classified purchases have been from a physical store despite the ungodly amount of time i spend driving around store to store to store i've got six different walmarts i hit four or five different targets that i hit relatively regularly and we're talking about two years of you know hitting those store each of those stores at least once every two weeks and not seeing the bulk of this stuff at all ever so thus far this is an online line really yeah it, it unless is unless you really are into flint lady j and the uh, movie <laughs> and the figures. movie figures uh and cobra, <laughs> and cobra commander yes. yes and cobra commander uh which apparently most people are not into this cobra commander well i i, I don't know if i've mentioned it before on the show or just in our conversations but uh there's a Walmart uh, over in Decatur, Georgia, um, that had you know the same figure sitting on the on the pegs for so long, and just a very unmanaged toy section at that store. I took one of those Cobra Commander figures and I propped it up on the top of two of the pegs oh, and yeah. just let it sit there. And every Tuesday, I would go by that Target on my way to pick up dinner, and for about six straight weeks, that Cobra Commander just sat untouched on top of those two pegs. Oh my god. Like I took a picture of it multiple weeks just to be like, it's still here, still here. <laughs> I believe it. All right. Well, that uh brings us pretty much up to date on what is currently available for the G.I. Joe classified series. And that is it for this installment of Beyond the 80s. This is Instruments of Destruction, where we talk about things from G.I. Joe that are not figures, but are vehicles or sometimes play sets or whatever other things 
would build the world of G.I. Joe. Uh, this time, I have chosen one of my favorites, uh, one, an oddly all-purpose vehicle, the way I played when I was a kid, and that is... Take it to headquarters. G.I. Joe has the formula. Intercept it! Shadow Vipers launch flight pods! flight pods are on the attack. Look out, Joe! Cobra's back in back! Cobra's got the formula! Cobra! The Mirage will stop him! Introducing Footloose, Flint, and Bazooka. Get aboard, Bazooka! G.I. Joe! G.I. Joe Mirage, Cobra Flight Pod, and Joe and Cobra figures sold separately from Hasbro. The Cobra Flight Pod, a.k.a. the Trouble Bubble. So we've talked on the last, one of the last episodes about the Televiper connection to the Trouble Bubble. <clears throat> and G.I. Joe Berg on Instagram very kindly pointed out that the box art for the original Trouble Bubble featured who's that let's take a look the televiper <laughs> yeah uh we we mentioned that because originally the trouble bubble came without a figure man my internet just froze i hope my zoom doesn't freeze um you know we mentioned that the 25th anniversary trouble bubble which i have here in front of me because sadly i do not have an original uh came with a televiper but you know that's not the origin of that character or that troop being connected to this vehicle uh it goes all the way back to the original box art which had a televiper on it because the televiper came out guess what the same year as the trouble bubble 1985 uh the very first viper named trooper in the history of cobra yeah which is wild because yeah. you'd you'd uh, if if asked out of the blue i probably would say well yeah the viper was first and it was not nope uh, the original retail price on this, $2.39. <laughs> a steal for something that had so many little parts to it. And this is something that, okay, so I'm trying to look at the pictures here. Like I said, I do not have an original in my collection yet. Am I remembering correctly? Because the 25th version, the little jetpack thing on the back, actually has a peg and a hole to connect but if i'm remembering correctly you could use that thing on the original one on the figures wasn't there let just me, let me check let me go grab mine i believe there's just a backpack peg on that little flight pack deal i remember it being able to come off easily but i we lost so many of the pieces no is it the same the thing? trouble bubble when we got it that would be a negative so uh, clearly that was just so it's the same setup it's got two or a yeah. peg and a, oh wow it's, it's not got, even close yeah Weird. it's got a tab on the original whoa it tabs in are you oh, putting that down. on upside down for I'm a reason? putting it upside down, yeah. <laughs> well, you would think it would, it would seem like that the jets would go down, but you know, you got your little well that but that's how it's that's how yeah. it directs. It is the output is down there, but that's the steering. Yeah. The fact that these little steering vanes are articulated is fantastic. 
So I clearly just wanted to use that as a jetpack for my Joes and never actually could. Uh, but lots of components on this thing. That that little removable pack uh, is just a cool piece. And then the mine with the removable panel on it that, you know, again, when it's something that, because the newer ones did not include that mine. So I had actually forgotten that that even came with the original Trouble Bubble. Of course, the mine can, you know, the, much like, you know, your snake armor was its own. You didn't have to put a figure in it. This could also be like an automated vehicle because your mine sits in the, in the driver's seat and actually pegs in on, in the driver's seat uh, so that uh, you could have it flying around. I just have mine displayed that way. So Which made compact. no sense to me. As well, you're remote control piloting it, and it's uh, you know it's Cobra wasn't good with their money, so uh, <laughs> you know they're they're just wasting the price on this thing just to use I'm, it as a as well, a like, well here let's, I am let's... so sure the mine was the very first thing that we lost because it, it I we would have always had a pot you know a figure flying it. Well, let's do a little follow-up here. Uh, if we look at the back of the packaging, Cobra's ultra-high-tech jet-propelled one-man flying vehicle, insert one of the Cobra enemies into the jet-propelled flight pod for a secret spy mission, or pre-program it for special drone flight reconnaissance. Watch out, G.I. Joe. This futuristic pod is based on Cobra Command's top-secret designs. Not based on Destro's designs. <laughs> including the most sophisticated technology in the Cobra weapons arsenal. So it doesn't specify, but, but my thought is that this is a, in, in the weird way that Cobra values things, this is a cheap little vehicle that is, is almost like a suicide bomber. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't even drop the mine. They just fly this thing into like a building or a group of Joes or whatever. And it just explodes. Uh, but the design is wonderful, as I've talked about uh, before on the show. I love anything with a bubble canopy. That is one of the sweet spots of toydom for me. And this has a wonderful hinged bubble canopy that I, and I'm trying to look here and make sure I'm not associating features of the one in my hand to uh, the original. Because another thing that I love about toys is anything that has hoses <laughs> and the newer version of this has two completely unnecessary hoses uh that connect the uh the main portion to the cannon uh the little cannon that is on it does swivel and i think it swiveled on the original as well uh you've got two removable rockets this is just a fantastic toy. Now, did you guys have this thing when you were kids? Yes. No, I, I did not have it as a kid. I actually got my first trouble bubble. Uh, I think I picked this up. Actually, I picked this up at um, at uh, Joanna. So our toilet. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. This, this past year. Uh, Shout so out to toy department. Because it's such a fun little vehicle. It was featured in basically all of the media. Uh, it was in the cartoon. It was in the... I'm trying to think. 
I feel like it was in the comic, but oh, I can't yeah. remember any specific. Oh, yeah. I, in fact, I think it made oh, it on the Tomax cover. And, Tomax and Zaymot. Or wait, no, that was a Saturday Morning Adventures. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, it's it's it showed up everywhere because it's such a convenient little transport, uh, and visually is just very appealing. It has been so the original tooling was used in 1985, uh, and then again in 1997, which I don't have this. It's Toys R Us exclusive. It was part of the Cobra Viper team set. And it has, it's this great, like dark camouflage, like great. It almost looks like Firefly, mm-hmm. honestly. And I really want one of these badly now. Uh, it comes with a Viper in like purple and blue. Man, I want this set. Why in the world didn't I buy this? There's so much stuff from this era that I look back and I wonder why the heck I didn't buy it because I bought, maybe I just never found it. I don't know. Or maybe I didn't like that. It had the camouflage on it because the original didn't have that. I don't know, but I need to get one of these and I'm sure they're like 150 bucks or something. Uh, But this, this repaint is beautiful. And then there would be new tooling used uh, for the 2008 version, which is what I have in my hand right now that comes with the Televiper. But there was also in 2008 a blue version released that came in the Ultimate Battle Pack box set alongside a Cobra Hiss tank and a Mobat. Uh, and this one came with Cobra Commander, which is one of the few Cobra Commanders from the modern era that I do not own. Uh, I did not, this sounds dumb to say now, but I say a lot of things that are pretty dumb on this show. Uh, I didn't buy this at the time because I thought it was too expensive. It was probably like, well, I wonder if they don't usually have prices for more modern stuff. Yeah, yeah like I didn't... 60, $63 for a Hiss, a Trouble Bubble, a Mobat, and one, two, three, four, five, six figures. $63 <laughs> was too much for me. Yeah, I, I passed on the Target exclusive Rattler uh that came out because it was like do i really need to spend 25 dollars on a rattler oh my right yeah my sweet right. sweet uh yeah fortunately fortunately i bought i have that rattler because that's the blue one right there was a reissue yeah because they did because they'd done the um i've got the bronze one the bronze one that i love well we this isn't we're not talking about the rattler today we're talking about the flight pod uh and then the last version that was released uh was in 2010 and that is the other one that i actually have two of because they were target exclusive but they only ever showed up at like ross or something like one of the discount i never saw these in target i they showed up at, there was a whole there was a whole series of small vehicles with pilots that uh only went straight to discount stores uh and this one is beautiful it's black with a red dome uh with gray gray uh rockets and other parts on it uh and it comes with a really weird what is this figure elite viper, elite viper. With red camouflage pants, and the camo on this guy is crazy. But the flight pod, I really, really love this flight pod. It looks like it should be a Crimson Guard vehicle. Uh, yeah. Well, 
kind of i would say that if the black parts were red i would think more so uh but whatever the case it's awesome it's a nice color variation and as many variations of the class the forthcoming classified flight pod (laughs) as hasbro wants to produce i will buy i would love to have a dreadnought colored flight pod (laughs) would be awesome i was just uh while while looking at this here just recently uh so apparently this was it showed up in revenge of cobra in 84 uh even though it wasn't released till 85 which wasn't that unusual because they usually had some early sketches of stuff like we saw the fire battle lot used the year before it came out um but an interesting note the writer's guide for the sub sunbow series stated that cobra characters would refer to this vehicle as a flight pod reserving the description trouble bubble for use by gi joe members so oh wow that's pretty interesting in sunbow canon it's only a trouble bubbles a derogatory nickname coined by gi joe i like it yeah because i know that they used it because i remember like you know trouble bubble as uh you know bazooka's looking up in the sky but yeah i I, i'm pretty sure they never referred to it uh by that name as at least cobra did not so on ebay right now Somebody is currently asking $35 for just the card back for that Cobra Viper team, the 1997 release. Wow. That's a little silly. This is going to be difficult to track down, so I'm, I'm not going to look any further right now. But uh, love this vehicle and all its variations. It's, it's fun. It's ridiculous. Not quite pogo ridiculous, but still a pretty silly vehicle. But it makes sense in a you know near future sci-fi military type scenario yeah and again it's i will accept the wackiest vehicles in the world if they're coming out of you know mars industries or just cobra in general yeah like i like Mm -hmm. i like a little attachment to reality for most of my gi joe stuff but uh cobra can go as wacky as they want to and that's why G.I. Joe has to be so specialized, just because Cobra is coming up with goofy stuff like the Trouble Bubble. Exactly. It is time to wrap things up with knowing is half the battle where we each get a little bit of time to ramble about anything we want and uh i'll go ahead and ramble on this because we were talking about it last episode congratulations to operation recall what an absolutely astonishing accomplishment this thing closed on august the 7th at 9 p.m with 1225 backers and $415,471.40. That is, the original goal was $120,000. That is just insane. And we sat and watched this grow. What was it this morning when I checked? I think I said it was Mm $320,000. So it went up by $95,000 thousand dollars in around 12 hours if you haven't done the math yet that's an average of 339 uh 339 dollars and 16 cents per pledge so people were throwing 
a lot of money at this all at once. So c- congratulations. That's that's wild. And I'm so excited to see what this line does and what the future holds for something that obviously a lot of people are very, very invested in. Noel, you got some babble? Uh, yeah, a little bit. And I know we don't like to say too much, uh, you know, negative things about Hasbro and their products, but uh, I'd, I'd kind of mentioned this in our chats before, but since we were just now talking about the classified line, um, I really, I really was disappointed in um, one of the aspects of spirit because the, and I don't know if this is everybody's, everybody's ha- having the same, uh, same experience as I am, but so my freedom, I wanted to peg on his, on his wrist and the little pegs are so flimsy. I cannot get them to stay there. So he just falls off every time I put him on. So the other option, of course, is to peg him onto the backpack because he's got a perch back there. But my backpack will not stay in Spirit's back if there's any weight on it whatsoever. So my solution for this had to be to actually take like gorilla tack and wrap it around the peg on his backpack and shove that in there so that it has enough friction to hold it in place with his with with spirit on his back which is not the way i wanted to display my figure and um like I said i i normally have lots of good things to say about that but like when you're paying premium prices for these figures like this and waiting a long time to get them in a lot of cases like i expect a little bit better quality control than that and i don't know like i said i don't know if it's just my i know you reviewed yours and i don't know if you had the same experience with yours um, the I, the pegs worked fine in the wrist or in the backpack but i did have the same issue with the well my backpack didn't fall off but it turns to the side because of mm. the weight of freedom so i did the same thing you did well i, I used a little dab of rubber cement i yeah. stuck it because i don't like to use any of that tacky stuff because it can cause issues with the plastic but um i just dabbed a little rubber cement and stuck it in there and it's it's fine now but but you're right that is uh, it, it's definitely an oversight, and if the quality of the pegs and the feet isn't standard or uniform, then that's an issue as well. But at least your Storm Shadow came with his belt. Yes, <laughs> he did. <laughs> Which mine did not. Christian, you got a little babble for us? I do. So um, I actually have been very blown away. I got my spirit uh and, and freedom earlier this week. Um, and I'm just absolutely blown away with freedom. And it just got me thinking about how absolutely blown away I was with Timber. And so, you know, and Fiona, my Crocmaster has not shown up yet. Uh... I am still waiting. So I, you know, when I think back to the original toys and even with the 25th, you know, it was just static animals we all love the companions but yeah they weren't articulated or anything and i just gi joe classified has done such a great job at making fantastic animal figures so i i do hope uh that that continues um whenever they can so like uh because we had talked about it a little bit you know i have concerns polly probably won't be articulated um, but man, I, I, I hope, I hope, I hope 
that that changes between now and production. Yeah, it's. I think it's a possibility. I mean, you got to think a parrot is so much smaller than anything else they've done. I don't know how much they could really do, but also I do think it's possible they could at least have the interchangeable wings. Yeah. Uh, on on something that small. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. They for four inch figures. Um, you know, they had the poly with the big outstretched wingspan. Um, so I mean, this it's possible. There's a possibility they could do something like that and do the interchangeable wings on that piece because now you're upscaling it a little bit from that that size as well. Who knows? We will see. But it will be some point in the future because now we got to wrap this thing up. Our music. As always, is by Andy Samford of electricminnowmusic.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast. And by the way, that is the best place to send us messages. If we get something wrong, let us know. If you don't agree with our opinions, we don't care. No, I'm just kidding. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible, but honestly, it's just reposted stuff from Instagram. Uh, Noel, why don't you tell us about the finest? The Finest is an international G.I. Joe costuming club and community. And uh, yeah, we're always uh, looking for people like you who want to put together a G.I. Joe costume and help us raise money for a great charity like Canines for Warriors. So uh, check out the Finest Recruitment Center on Facebook. Uh, Check out thefinestcc.com for more details. And we will talk about this more on the next episode, but we will be doing a live episode at Dragon Con Labor Day weekend in Atlanta. Catch us Friday at 1 p.m. in the Dragon Con American Sci-Fi Classics track room. Uh, Lots of exciting stuff happening there. Like I said, we'll detail more about it. Or you can listen to the last episode or the next episode and get a little more information there. But get the Dragon Con app, add us to it, and then also Sunday at 7 p.m., at Dragon Con, in that very same room, we will be introducing a special screening of G.I. Joe the movie. What better way to wrap up Dragon Con than with a uh, little 1987 Yo-Jo? And Christian, finally, why don't you tell us where we can find that toy photography? You can find me on Instagram and Flickr.com under Legion Cub. You guys, thank you so much for once again sitting down and talking about G.I. Joe. There's nothing I love more. As always, yo, Joe. Cobra. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.